Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hello and welcome back to the Tag Digital Squadcast with me, Steph. Jamie and Connell. Hey guys. Hi. Hello there. Hello. Two Googlers today. Can I call you a Googler? Yes. Um, I like that. Yeah. That sounds cooler than your job title probably. No? So, I mean, Jamie's got lead in his title and I've got manager, so. Okay, then <laughs> tell us what you are. exclusively do Google, but uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> tell us about yourself, Jamie. Me? Yeah. Uh, Firstly. Uh, I am Jamie. As many of our avid listeners know. I feel like we never go through what you actually do, so um, just to reiterate. Sure, so I am a paid media team lead at TAG, so I uh, lead up kind of a small team of Google specialists or Google ad specialists. Um, and yeah, work alongside Connell and the Google team, or paid media team, that's what we're going nice. to call it. And this is Connell's debut appearance on the podcast. I know, I'm very excited. Yes, oh, I'm pleased, that's the right answer. Tell us a bit about yourself then, Connell. So, I'm a paid media manager, so yeah, I'm on the Google team as well, same as Jamie. Um, I work in a slightly different division to him, but uh, yeah, we kind of work with the same same goals, same, yes. same teams. Nice. We're all like one happy family yeah. of nerdy PPC professionals. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. No shame. Okay, Jamie, guess what I'm going to say next? You love me? Nope. <laughs> well, I could have said that, but no. We're doing quick fire. Oh, okay. Okay, Connell, are you ready? This is what I've been hiding on my piece of paper. I was wondering. I was well hidden. Yeah. Did you see it? I couldn't read your hand right now, anyway, if I could. Oh my goodness, that is a mess, though. Uh, anyway, okay. Right, are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Okay, fair enough. Ski or sunbathe? Sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tea or coffee? Tea. I already know the answer yeah, to that tea. one. It's tea. This guy loves tea. <laughs> Podcast or TV? TV. Wrong answer. <laughs> Jumper or t-shirt? Weather. <laughs> I think that's that's a bit of a touchy one. I don't think that's very quick fire. Jumper. <laughs> jumper weather. Yeah, yeah, Connor likes jumpers. You have a lot yeah, of nice jumpers, and, Connor. And tea. And tea. <laughs> And TV. Are you yeah. an old lady? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just Irish. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, train or bus? Train. Yeah, me too. What about you? Uh, train, if I have to pick from those two. Fair enough, sorry, that was I live in, a bit boring. I live in the suburbs, so there's not really many buses that go, <laughs> go through my way. Yeah. I think you'd say car. Yeah, probably, unfortunately. Yeah. Car. Mm-hmm. Not the most eco-friendly, but... Yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. I've got one more question. It's not quick fire. Oh, okay. Don't be nervous. What's your unpopular opinion? This is a very good question. Um, we can come back to you at the end. That's why I asked you at the start, just in case you were struggling. I like. I was actually thinking about this this morning, actually. Um, just in case. Because it came on in my shuffle songs, but I actually think that Nickelback get a lot of hate, and they're they've got some okay songs. So I like Nickelback. Be, I don't think that's unpopular. I think they get a very hard touch. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, what do you reckon? I'm a big Nickelback fan. Yeah. Oh, so it's not unpopular in this, yeah. so this sphere. I think you're going to have to think of another one. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. 
Okay, so today we've got an exciting topic. Riveting, isn't it? Uh, what is it? It's on cookies. Yum. I know. Chocolate chip. Um, yeah, so we're chatting a bit about cookies today because I think everyone's, well, all of our clients are panicking about this one. Yeah, what do you reckon? I think, um, yeah, it's definitely something we probably need to address at some point. I think Connell and I are both still a bit... Um, uneducated on it i think we're still there's still a lot of learning to 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 happen yeah um but yeah we can definitely chat about it and kind of discuss what we know so far but as connor will probably highlight shortly there's still a lot of unanswered questions as to what google actually are going to do but um in short for those that don't know google are going to be removing third-party cookies um in chrome um, eventually, it was meant to happen pretty soon, but it was pushed back to 2023, and now it's actually been pushed back to 2024. So, again, going back to what I said, it's, there's a lot of unanswered questions as to what's going to come in to replace it, if th- something does come in to replace it, and what kind of is the best strategy to kind of approach the removal of these third party cookies. I think only Google really know. I don't even know if all of Google will know what's happening, to be honest, with cookies. Yeah, I mean, when we speak quite regularly with our our reps and our ad team, and they're quite vague about it too. They're quite like, oh, yeah, we're getting rid of those. Um, and then it, do- it. it doesn't come up. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be front of mind for even like the representatives of Google at the moment. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, okay. So I think maybe we start for the people who aren't sure what are cookies apart from chocolate chip do you want to take this one um have you got the definition open <laughs> um essentially cookies are it's, it's like a kind of bit of data or a bit of code that's dropped on your kind of um that is, is like unique to you um that is associated with your behavior online when you visit certain websites so I'm trying not to get too technical with this, but there's kind of two kind of main parts, two kind of main cookies that you can probably work with. First is first party cookies or first party data cookies. Um, And these are kind of um, mainly put on a website to kind of help user experience and user behavior. So um, things like, um, let me just think at the top of my head, something like if you've been on a website before and you have an account with them, um, a first party cookie would be something like remembering your kind of login um, so you don't need to log in every time that you go on the site that's kind of first party cookie helping the user experience also maybe another ex- another kind of popular one is if you've been on a website before like an e-commerce website you've added something to your basket but not actually bought it yet that website will use first party cookies to go oh that's that same user they had this in their basket we'll keep that in the basket for them so it's okay. maybe an easier kind of check out experience for the user okay so they're first party cookies yes so first party cookies if you think about it first party it belong that kind of data belongs to the website it's stuff that's happened on their website they've put that in place so they kind of own that cookie data and they're keeping those and getting rid of third party yes so they're keeping first party cookies and those are kind of seen as kind of like positive cookies i reckon a lot of people will think when they say about getting rid of cookies they won't i'm not sure they'll be aware that it's third party cookies that are going yeah so third party cookies 
um, are the kind of ones that we most commonly use and most people, most of our clients will be kind of more familiar with uh, when we address cookies. Um, those are kind of any cookies put on a website from a third party kind of vendor. So for example, in our case, Google Ads, we would put the Google Ads remarketing tag or cookie on the website and that will be able to That'll fire on any any time my user lands on the website, and we can store that data and then use it for like remarketing purposes, to track things um, and just serve ads in general. So yeah. that's the cookie that they're getting rid of. Um, yeah. Do you think, Connell? Do you get asked a lot by clients about the cookies? It's um, it's normally not something that comes up initially. I think normally when we start having that conversation about tracking. If the client's quite new to digital marketing, they might say, like, what is this and stuff. So, for example, if we were putting Tag Manager on a site, if a client goes and looks at what is capable in Tag Manager, they may see, like, a lot of things that um, you wouldn't agree with. But typically what we're using is kind of the basic remarketing cookies and um, conversion tracking. So we're all kind of keeping it, like, quite easy level and stuff. So um, we're not really using any of the personal identifiable a personal identifiable information that I think is more of the worry and kind of push at the minute to yeah. avoid. I think um, the main reason that Google are pushing for like the removal of third party cert, like third party cookies is because there can be quite a lot of negative things you can do with them as well that then kind of start to kind of annoy a lot of people and are seen as kind of almost like kind of black hat sort of techniques for using third party cookies but the the way that, like Connell was saying, the way that we use them and most advertisers use them is purely for kind of just very basic reasons, just to remarket, things like that. But And that, most people are kind of okay with that, but I think the reason that they have from the kind of research that we've been doing, the reason that they are pushing for that is because there's a lot of privacy issues, there's a lot of kind of discrepancies over how the, the data has been used, is it for good or for bad? So, um, yeah, you can kind of understand why they're getting rid of it, but... It's also slightly annoying. I think it's difficult as well for our team and other people working um, with Google on knowing what the next steps are. And people, even for us, it's difficult to kind of get an understanding of what the next steps are and how we deal with this. Because I feel like there's loads of news out that Google are getting rid of cookies. and and But when you read those articles, it's not giving solutions. So that's why today I thought it was really important to get you guys together to, as much as you may not know everything about cookies, I don't think anyone, like we say, does except Google. We want to kind of ha give people some key takeaways that they can just help them not worry so much about the fact that third-party cookies are, are going. I mean, we've got time. It's 2022. It's now delayed till when? 2024? 2024, I think, uh, second half of 2024. Yeah, so so. I think earliest, really, given that they keep pushing this back yeah, every so year. Yeah, so was this not supposed to be happening in 2021 at one point or something, or this year? It was, yeah, originally supposed to be this year. Um, I think the thing that you just touched on there, like in terms of there not being a concrete solution is why this keeps getting pushed back. And also they're having to jump through a few hoops in terms of like regulation, um, but they also just haven't been able to test any of their new um, their new solutions fully without it being compliant. So, Is there a link between the Google Analytics update and cookies at all? 
Um, I'm sure it will come into some sort of play. Um, I'd imagine GA4, GA4 is built with the Kukula's future in mind um, without getting too technical. But yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Google for bringing out a brand new Google Analytics without thinking about how that might yeah. affect them. It just seems like a lot of change for people. It's no wonder a lot of our clients are worried. Like when we go to exhibitor events, we have a lot of clients coming up to us and asking us what the next steps are and how we can deal with that. So maybe that's the next thing we should chat about. Um, if, you, if you guys can kind of give us an overview of the impact that this will have on event organizers and their campaigns firstly, and then we can chat a little bit about potentially how we can go about thinking of solutions for that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously with third-party cookies and like third-party, the access to third-party data, like the remarketing data, kind of being slightly diluted um, and obviously getting phased out, um, it kind of forces us to kind of look for alternative means of still remarketing to users because that's still a massive part of any of our campaigns is you want to re-engage with people who are, you know, hot leads or in that kind of warm category. So the best way to do that is is to, to remarket to them. So what's what we kind of think at TAG that's going to be really important going forward is just building up a really good pool of like first party data. So um, kind of not, I don't want to confuse that with like the first party cookies that we're talking about, but first party data being just like data that you've single-handedly collected and you have access to. Um, that can be like building up a really good strong list of like email uh, subscribers that you can, you know, they've consented to you engaging with them and we can we can do that safely and securely. Um, so we can go into that in a bit more depth, I guess, um, shortly, like building a good strategy about building first party data, but also things like making sure that you, um, thinking away from Google Ads, trying to be inclusive, making sure you've got a good social following, re-engaging with those audiences, that's first party data as well. I mean, so making sure that you've got people engaging with your content three, six, five days of the year as well. You're running good awareness content. You're running good kind of uh, content pieces as well. So it's going to really shift towards first party data, I think, as kind of something we are trying, that's something we are confident in saying you should be doing anyway, as, you know. Yeah, people definitely have, well, they have more time now, at least as well, to think about this. If people have got to this stage and thinking, gosh, I don't know what, I'm, what I need to do. They've They've now... I mean, that time will fly by, but they've got at least till 2024. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see if that actually is the date that this yeah. all comes into play. I think it's just trying to, I mean, it's it's actually kind of forcing us to look at different strategies as well. Like, um, you know, Connell, like when we typically run an events campaign, we'll build up a really good, strong awareness audience, send them all to the website and then because we have all those users in our third-party remarketing audiences, we can remarket to them. But it actually is forcing us to look beyond that audience and like collect all this first-party data year-round. Um, so like, there's obviously certain campaigns that we can run kind of three, six, five days of the year that aren't always just event, like attendee-driven. Okay, so what, what sorts of things have you been running those, Connell? What sorts of things are within the three, six, five campaigns? So, that you've been doing for clients? Yeah, so there's been a bit of a push towards um, lead gen in that as well, so trying to get opt-in. So we're seeing quite good results by using um, 
the on-platform lead gen. Um, this, again, we're going to social for this. So on LinkedIn, we're seeing actually really good results in terms of people opting in that way and sending across their um, their email address just to opt in and using those audiences. Um, but also using across like display, YouTube, like really using that emphasis on um, video this year, which has become like a massive winner um, to start building those um, audiences and awareness like as early as soon as possible. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. I think the big question I have for you guys is, are you worried and should we be worried about this? No. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I'd agree with Connell. I think it's uh, it's not worth panicking about. Um, yeah, I don't think it's actually worth panicking about at all, to be honest. But um, I'm just curious to see why yeah. you thought just going back to what I was saying everyone about um, like our reps that we speak to aren't thinking about it very front of mind it's not an issue that they're concerned with solving just now Um, and also this is really more of a question for Google you have like some of the brightest minds um, and we'll be paying people the the brightest salaries to solve Mm -hmm. this um, to solve this answer because Really, advertising revenue is one of the key kind of components, if not the main component of Google's revenue. Um, and a lot of that is reliant on cookies. So if they don't have a solution for that, then their business model um, is going to be pretty stuck. It's going to be dead in the water. So Yeah, that's a really good way of thinking about it, yeah. actually. And I think a lot of people won't have thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Google, of yeah. course, have a solution yeah. to this. Maybe not yet, but they will do. I think. Yeah. I mean, it just shows. Oh, some of these phone again. Um, it just shows like they keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. They're delaying it slightly, so um, I think that is just delay tactics, so that they can build up some time to actually work on something that will just come in and replace it and kind of operate in a very similar manner that still allows us to, you know, remarket the people at scale. Yeah, fair enough. I think those are reasonable answers so that's good just so people needn't reasonable <laughs> but people needn't worry about it basically is what we're saying don't panic yeah i would say don't panic but um just to kind of reiterate on the point we t- talked about earlier just that's just one part of remarketing is using those third-party cookies but it is really kind of important to have to start thinking about having an always-on strategy as well especially for event clients um there is a whole kind of 365 approach that you can really take advantage of whether it's kind of building up data for the kind of off periods of your event and then using that data to kind of retouch with exhibitors through the exprom phase and then um, you're straight into the visprom phase and then you kind of repeat kind of uh, retouch with exhibitors to try and get them to exhibit for the next year things like that there's always kind of some sort of messaging or some sort of kind of piece of content that you can be advertising out there that will help you build up your first party data through like lead gen um, and kind of other activities like that. So don't panic, but also think about what else you can do to kind of leverage your first party data as well, I would say. Okay, cool. Nice. So I think to summarize, just in case anyone is, I feel like that's quite a lot of information to take on board. So just in case anybody needs a bit of a summary, I'm going to ask you guys for three key takeaways if you can give me that i know it kind of covers a lot of the stuff you've probably literally just spoken about but 
let's go three key takeaways connell um just don't worry don't panic um i think that's number one yeah google google probably has it in hand probably <laughs> yeah Hopefully. i would say one takeaway um is just there's still a lot of learning to come about what's about to happen um kind of echoes what Connor just said don't panic about it but there'll be a lot of trial and error as to kind of from google's side and a lot of information shared that might not be the solution so we just need to take that with a pinch of salt and kind of just keep learning i think at this stage everyone's panicking when really google are of course gonna be handing us the i'm kind of veering away from the term solution as if this is a problem i feel like google are gonna have all the instructions and everything that they need and directions for everyone when mm. it comes down to it. Praise Google. Yeah. Please? <laughs> I'm like, sure. Please? I'm sure they will. Um, but like, that kind of just echoes that point. Like, we don't know yet. So it's still very much a, we'll wait and see. There's not really any point in panicking yeah, about something. There's no point in panicking over something that we don't yeah. even know is going to be an issue. Because yeah. I think, we, just from what they have released so far, like they're just try, they're trying things and mm. then that might not be the solution, but they're not going to stop there. They're going to keep trying things to kind of... I'm actually quite excited to see what's going to come of this. I have to wait two years. They won't be called cookies, they'll be called like biscuits or something. <laughs> That'll be fun. Okay, final key takeaway, what have we got? Uh, just start kind of prioritising first party data as well and making sure that you're looking after it correctly and running a kind of solid always on strategy kind of three six five days of the year there's no reason not to do that so um especially with this in mind so that'll be my probably most important takeaway cool okay thanks jamie and connell that was a great discussion about cookies and we're looking forward to what's to come yeah whatever is to come i'm sure it'll be yeah. tasty <laughs> just like cookies the Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.